to the uh, Topic of Choice podcast. It's so beautiful. I love, I love the new trailer music. I could, it's good. It's good. It's Have you so gorgeous? <laughs> it is. I could listen to it over and over again. Um, before we go, I'm, and where's my volume on this to hear my headphones? There it is. There. Oh yes, that's much better. There we go. Guys, hi. I'm Joey. This is the Topic of Choice podcast. It is, uh, let's see, December the 22nd, and we are recording live right now. Uh, in the studio with me, I've got Garrett. Hi, Garrett. Hey. And I've got Hunter producing. Hi, Hunter. What's up, Joey? Um, so we went and saw the movie this- Two days ago. Yeah, two days ago. And we all went together. It was one of those events we've been wanting to do for a while, and the opportunity came- Hunter, you've been looking at, or you've been watching all, you watched all of the Star Wars movies within what, how how long a period? About a month. So you went all oh, the no, way. Oh, it was longer than a month. We month, started month the originals. Yeah, month and a half. And you watched it in the sequence that we watched it growing up. So episode four, five, six, then one, two, three, and now seven, eight, and then we all together. We stuck Rogue One in the middle there. That's right. And then we all watched nine together. And I can tell you that from my personal standpoint, going into this movie, I tried to stay as much spoiler-free as possible. I did I did kind of fudge a little bit, you know, reading some blogs. But it was for, impossible to miss all of it. All, you'd have to stay off the internet entirely. But um, one, of the, one of the things that I'm so excited to talk about tonight, and I know that there are a lot of my friends listening, and people were asking me immediately, you know, what did you think? What did you think? And I, I have to be honest, and I'm just going to tell you, from a Star Wars fan standpoint, mega fan, which we which we are, we belong to, yeah. right? Um, I did not like this movie, and I thought that it fell short in what we, as a generation of Star Wars fans, had expected, had, in my opinion, deserved after forty some years of commitment uh, of, and that's right devotion to the series and the the books we've read, the yes. the action figures we collected, that the amount of imagination that I've put into this series. Yes. And and I think that there is a specific generation and if I can I'll just use my kids as an example, the Gen Z generation now, I think they're they're iGen. Um this was one of their all-time favorite movies. And I can absolutely see why it is because it was packed full of and I have to admit some of the scenery shots, the space shots it was magnificent. It's beautiful. I mean, just incredible. That some of the the sound effects and the the um, special effects and and where the story went. If you look at this movie as a singularity, not as a part of the entire arc of nine films. If you look at it as an individual film, in my opinion, it's a fantastic science fiction action movie. Well done. Agreed. But when you, in my opinion, and we're gonna we're gonna start diving in here in just a second, but when you put it in the slot of the ninth film to wrap everything up from the time that we watched it, 1977, and going through this course, I look at it and I'm like, what what in the world happened? Now, that's a quick summation of mine. And what I'd like to do, guys, is I want to get each of your quick summations. And then let's just dive into how the movie flowed. And we're just going to kind of dissect a little bit here within the 45 minutes that we've got. If we go over, that's fine as well. 
So just to be clear, there's a spoiler-ridden oh, yes, thank version. You. So if, if you if you haven't seen the movie yet, this is not the show for you to listen to. Yeah, I'm going to title this, you know, Spoilers Be Warned. So if you have not seen this and you're listening to this podcast and you don't want to be spoiled, turn it off. But we are we are we are unleashing everything here. So Garrett, go. I, I, let's start start with you from from a bird's eye view. You know, what were your thoughts? I I have a different view of it from you in terms of its its order, um, its place in the in the tri trilogy. Um, I I liked the movie overall. Um, I think I'll just go ahead and tell you I'd give it probably a seven. Um, it doesn't rise to the original trilogy, but it did a lot for me in terms of making up for what were the last two. Um, it resolved a lot of questions. It tried to answer maybe too many questions, um, but it still exposed some yeah. new plot holes that I, I had problems with too, um, which we can go into later. But I've, I find it difficult to talk about this movie without talking about the last two. You have to just just what happened and why we have to why J.J. Abrams had such a tall order to to fix this. Yeah. And and I think what you've just said there is he had to fix it. And and so JJ Abrams, I'm a huge fan of JJ Abrams. From the from the time that he he's launched a fan boy. He's what? He's a fanboy. He's boy. a fanboy, that's right. He from the time that he launched Alias, which to me, I loved Alias, the entire series. Great series. Phenomenal. And then lost. So I've been a JJ Abrams fan from from his um from his start and then he relaunched Star Trek. And that first Star Trek with Chris Pine and and uh, Eric Bana. Um, was I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. So I think when Kathleen Kennedy, who's the the head honcho now for Disney, and she saw what he did with all of these other concepts, she gave him the reins and the helm to the first Star Wars movie. So before, so Hunter, um, what I'd like to do, and I know that you are kind of new to Star Wars, but from your perspective, before we start diving in, give me your bird's eye view of the film. See, I don't agree with, you, with either one of you. I agree with part of you, Joey. I didn't think it was good in terms of the whole Star Wars canon. I also didn't think it was great in terms of a sci-fi action movie. You didn't. I was kind of bored with the action sequences. I thought the the action choreography was far better in the prequels. And so, any t- like in any of the of the big you know climactic lightsaber fights, I was just like, for one thing, Kylo Ren is so not believable as a villain. Maybe that's what a part of it was. I never was like, oh, Ray's in danger. I never felt like and Ray was in danger. I agree danger. with that. I think they've had a problem Ever. with that since the since the Force Awakens. It's yeah. just um I just I, I hated the Force Awakens. But was he supposed to be? Was he supposed to be like Vader? Maybe not. Maybe and maybe that's what they were trying to, to, to come across. Maybe he wasn't supposed to be. Maybe that's what his character was trying to strive for. He the always whole wanted time. to live up to that he role. Was, that's right. Uh, and and always fell short. And he just couldn't. I agree with that. I don't know that he needed to be a petulant child. Uh, <laughs> he's a petulant child Sith with a lightsaber. And I'm not. That's not what I wanted. I wanted somebody who failed to live up to Vader, who always wanted Vader. That would have been actually pretty. But cool. and see, but even me having not seen the Star Wars movies, Darth Vader, like even though I hadn't seen them, you've seen. Them I was now. scared of Let's Darth Vader when that. I was a kid. Yes, I've seen him now. But I was scared of Darth Vader as a kid, and I had never seen Star Wars because he was this. He was scary. He was a scary villain. And so if Kylo Ren wasn't meant to be like that, that seems like a problem in and of itself to me because you have this villain. Who is iconic in terms of one of the most one of the one of the biggest twists in, in the fact that he's Luke's father in, in cinematic history up to that point. Okay, and then Palpatine in his own right is pretty terrifying. So then, why would you make your major Sith Kylo Ren for the new trilogies if the idea was that he wasn't supposed to be as as menacing as them? Then that in and of itself is a problem to me because then I'm like, well, he's compared to Palpatine, he's compared to Vader, and they were so great. 
I, I don't know. It just, it just it didn't work with me. So do you think that because Vader was so believable and Palpatine was so believable and Kylo Ren is not believable as a character, I'm wondering if it's because the first two mentioned had complete were completely devoid of any good or light at all and they were just merciless you know killers and i think kylo ren and and even from the beginning struggled with that and maybe that's why he was never believable as that character if disney wanted him to be that vader they missed the mark right so i don't know if if that's what what they were going for i just remember him taking off the like i liked the character in the very beginning when he had the mask the voice was kind of haunting. And, I uh, love the and, voice. Yeah, and then he takes off the mask, and it's like, you just you right. just took it with, from... I was a character that I actually liked to a character that I have zero respect for. Right. I am not scared of him. He's not imposing. He's a child, and uh, and he clearly doesn't understand his well, place in the in this in this saga and in this canon. And if he watched... Uh, so I, yesterday, I re-watched uh, Force Awakens. Cause I, I, and just to kind of prep for, for today... And if you watch Ray's character when she's in the torture chair and she's locked in there, you know, and they, and this is the first interaction that Kylo has with Ray, and you know she says a monster, she calls him a monster in a mask, and what he does is he hits the button, the the mask detaches, and he sets it down. By the way, in the ashes are the ashes of his um, uh, villains or of his of his kills. By the way, I believe there was some history of what that helmet gets sat in. Anyway. I'm digressing. If you look at Ray's expression, it's very clear that that's exactly what she saw. She did not expect to see the young, almost, you know, childlike-ish look. I'm not saying that that Adam Driver is a is a, you know, childlike looking person, but the character was not the menacing mangled person that she was probably anticipating. And I think he does look very childlike in Star Wars. I think Adam Driver looks young. very childlike. He's just young. And maybe that's part of what Vader was... He, he never took his mask off. We never knew what so he looked like. you never knew what he looked like. He and was maybe that always was why menacing. He was, yeah. Yeah. Well, he did, if you recall. Yeah, in a couple in the Empire, we see In that. the very end, but he, he was just mangled. I mean, yeah. it, it was terrifying to look at. So let's get back to the movie itself. And uh, Garrett, I know you've got some notes written down. So what I'd like to do is just let's just kind of unpack from the timeline of how the movie starts and and let's just kind of dissect this a little bit from the standpoint of you know where we think that Disney may have missed the mark with this because for those that are listening a lot of my friends are listening they want to know why I think that this did not live up to what I think it did and and, and you and I have very similar thoughts um I can tell you personally the first 15 to 20 minutes of this film went a billion miles an hour they tried to pack way too much story in, and it was going in directions that I remember my wife looked at me and she was like, what is happening? I think you had the a very Jedi, similar experience. The Jedi training, it was just so fast, and we're finding out that Leia is perhaps a uh, a Jedi, and we're whoa, you're introducing like, all these new concepts to us. Like, what is going on? And then they're they're doing this mission to go get extra spy data. The Millennium Falcon is on this mission to get spy data. I don't know there's a spy. I don't know why there's a spy. I'm completely confused by the whole thing. Yeah, and then you see Kylo on a, some planet killing up all these people looking for, and this was what bothered me. As soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, it's a Sith holocron. Well, the Sith holocron were introduced in all the novels, and 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 we know what Sith holocrons are. We know what holocrons are, but they're not calling it a holocron, but it is a holocron. 
And it's one of those things that has all of the Sith data that you can only get from this device. And it's like, okay, they're going to go to, what's the planet, Ex Exegesis or... Exegol or something Ex like that. Exegol, Exegol. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and so immediately it kicked off in a pace and a tempo where I thought, what are you guys trying to, to cram in here? There's just too much information, just too fast. I couldn't even keep... My wife had no idea what was going on, and she yeah. had seen the movies, I mean, one time, but she just had no idea what was yeah, going and, on. Yeah, and like Palpatine, there's this thing in the beginning where Palpatine sends this big audio voicemail out to everybody like, I'm back. And I it, wanted to see it. Not only see it, but why? Why would you announce that? Are you trying to attract people, but yet you're hiding in the shadows? I don't, I don't get it. I, I, there, that's where incontinu uh, discontinuity was there. I just say in continuity. <laughs> it's a, it's a podcast. Describes the movie. That's right. Um, yeah, no that that was a, an, a jarring beginning, and then it goes from there. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and then you get into some 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 cool concepts, some not so good concepts, but it slows down after about the first twenty minutes, and you start getting to the meat and potatoes of the story. Okay, so. Uh, Hunter, you and I sat next to each other, and I remember there were a couple of instances in that first couple where you, I remember you started laughing because you saw me just kind of take my hands, you know, rub the, the bridge of my nose like, I, I, I can't believe this, you know? Like a child disappointed in his son after he, like, did something wrong. That I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed in speech that we all got as kids. And that's what it is. is I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed because I thought, all right, let's just see where they're going to go with this, you know? Um so so let's let's walk let's continue to unpack this. We've got we've got Palpatine who's announced, you know, to to the entire galaxy that he's back, he's not dead, which I have a problem with because then does that make Vader's sacrifice completely void? It's like why bring him back? He was dead. You had a perfectly great villain in the last Jedi, Snoke, who you could have built this entire last three around, but yet He's some kind of clone that... But there was always that question of we didn't see him die, and the exact same thing had happened in Empire Strikes Back where Luke got th kind of thrown down one of those kind of things. Right. And he grabs onto the, the bottom of the needle at Bespin. Yeah, uh, but you see in Jedi when Vader takes him and the, the lightning is kind of being reflective back on the Emperor as Vader picks him up and kind of like bench presses him or, you know, shoulder presses him and then dumps him into this chasm... And you see him go down, and it's like you almost see that explosion because all those pulsings come up. And I'm like, he's dead. He did look pretty rough. Well, and even if he <laughs> even if he wasn't dead, my problem with that was then episode six, the alliance has won. The Empire but, is no more. There are no more major players in the Empire. So who went and revived him? And but, who even knew he was down there to begin with? But we're forgetting one major component here, guys. Don't you remember when Lando ejects out of the Falcon, out of the uh, Death Star? What happens to the Death Star? It blows up into a trillion pieces. Yeah. But Palpatine made it. I guess he did. I, that, I mean, that is not explained at well, any point. Here's how he made it. Here's how he made it. Suspension disbelief. He did a force bubble like Leia did in The Last Jedi. Oh, must in it. space. Must stop it right now. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No, I, I mean, I just have a, 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 just general, more general points about the show. I'm just kind of reviewing yeah, the notes. please. Go ahead. Um I, I liked some of the new concepts added. Uh, I liked the light speed skipping. Loved it. Which was, they do it in kind of the first 20 minutes there. It's a pretty cool concept of basically going in and out of light speed, um, using the hyperdrive to do that. But and it was random stops or and entry points where they came in. It was yeah. it was brilliant. And and I, I thought that was a cool concept. I don't know why it had never been covered or thought of really before. Um, it was original. It was good. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we and then we got to revisit with some old friends. 
which was which was kind of a beautiful. You know, we we're talking about wrapping up all those loose ends. Um, you know, we we Leia died or uh, Carrie Fisher died before yeah. this movie was created, so they knew they were going to have to do a recreation of that with CGI. They had some extra footage they did that used, I, I, as I as I'm told, about a third extra footage, and then they used a body double and then did CGI over the yeah. rest. Yeah, and my wife didn't notice, so a lot of people did didn't a, notice. They did a great job. She yeah, she didn't have a lot of lines. She had very minimal lines, but I thought they did a good job of doing like a deep fake. Yeah. with her. Um, I thought that that was fine. Uh, Han Solo returned as well for a, a memory with his son, um, which was I thought a great um, a great send off to my favorite character in the show. I needed to see him one more time. Just seeing him once was just not going to be enough. But then it begs the question of if you were going to get him back for the third movie for a scene, couldn't he have just been in the third movie? I think Han Solo had to die, and I I remember when the Force Awakens came out. I knew that there was going to be some kind of a death, um, and and you know the, the buzz around the internet is oh it's Han oh it's Han. If you look at the book can if you look at the book series the books that that came out in between the years of the um, Lucas prequels. So Timothy Zahn um, wrote a bunch of books in the beginning, and yeah. I know that these are not part of this. But Luke, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Luke goes and starts the Jedi Academy. The Jedi Temple. That's with, right. Yeah. He 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 begins his academy. Takes the children of, of Han, Han and, and Leia, Leia with him. And what are the names? Jason. Jason and uh, um, uh, Jara or something like that? J- J- no, Mara Jade is is uh, Luke's love interest. It's a but, similar name to Jace, though, isn't it? They, yeah, Hunter, can you look that up real quick? Look up uh, from Han and Leia. It's they only have, been since 2003. Three, I yeah. think, since I read this book. So, <laughs> but yeah. but this is where we know that Leia trains to be a Jedi. Yeah, and where they brought that in, I thought, okay, because they had never talked about it, but yet now they're introducing it. Well, at the end of Return of the Jedi, you saw that she could connect with Luke. Yes. She's force sensitive. She has force sensitive. Is the best word sensitive. for it. Are so you ready kinda, for the answer to your question? By the yes. way, yes. Yeah. Uh, twins named Jason and Jaina. Jaina and, and Jason, a younger son yeah. named Anakin. Yeah. Okay. So, so Ben Solo was never in those books. They Ben they abandoned that canon. That's right. Recreated new canon. But the problem I have with that, Garrett, is if you're going to abandon that, but yet uh, Leia is a Jedi, you're going to have to come up with a better idea. Picking and choosing. I'm thinking, okay, you know, if you're going to pick and choose, you're just doing that because it's convenient for you, right? Did the Leia Jedi thing bother you all at all? No. It bothered me. No. no. I, she was a Jedi. She's as she's strong in the Force like Luke is. Yeah. And honestly, there's that line from Yoda where he says, or I think it's Yoda. I, yeah. Man, I can't remember. He basically says, if Luke dies, there is another. Uh, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I meant more in terms of they gloss over it. That's what bothered me. I, th- I was like, wait, oh, can yeah, we go yeah. back? Uh, it was covered pretty quickly, but. And, they, and, and that's one of those things. Garrett's right. It was covered. It was covered very quickly, but it, it was to give the audience, this is how Leia became so uh, where she, she was a Jedi master training uh, Ray because you're like, hey, wait a second. When did Leia become a Jedi master? At what yeah. point did she get trained? Because I never did explain that in Force they Awakens nev- or The Last Jedi. That's right. It was a piece that was hidden. And so they brought that out, and and I'm okay with that. I think, and okay. she explains why she put her lightsaber away and right. why she felt like she needed to quit being a Jedi, essentially. Right. No, the, the, the reference you're talking about, Garrett, was in Empire Strikes Back, I, I believe, when Obi-Wan is for, for, uh, Force Ghost Obi-Wan is sitting with Force Ghost Yoda, and he says, uh, that boy's our last hope. And then Yoda says, no, yes. there is another. Yes, which is, uh, I think it's pretty much agreed that that's a that's reference Leia. to Leia. That's right. That's right. 
Uh, continue on. Um, no, I, 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 I liked a lot of that. I thought that the visit with the old friends was good, but there was some... Um, the the theme of this movie, I think, and I, I was was that you're not alone. Is that is that Jedi's is about unity. It's not about individual strength. Whereas the Sith are about individual strength. The Jedi's are more about um, it's about unity, about a purpose of design of being one with the Force, and we're all one with it. That kind of thing. Um, and I like that that theme was throughout the whole movie. Um, but did that, you? Can I interrupt real yeah. quick? Did you like that Finn was the one who was really broadcasting a lot of that? I didn't care for that because I'm, I don't care for his character in general. I I, they so. miss, I think they missed the mark with Finn as well. You but, could eliminate Finn from the story, and I don't think anything changes. I think John Boy. I I hear you. Uh, I think John Boyega is a fantastic actor, and I think they could have really used this character underutilized. They, yeah, they completely underutilized. I don't blame John him. Boyega for anything no. that happened. Uh, I do think that Finn is just a trash character. I don't know what his throw point. It. What's his point? He doesn't have. He doesn't seem to have one. He doesn't have an arc. He doesn't have anything. He doesn't get stronger. Per I mean, he becomes the general in the end. But you're like, why you is I'm a general? Why I, is that earned? You're in three movies. There are guys who've been fighting since Return of the Jedi. Exactly. What are you talking about? And that's one of the problems I um, have too. And uh, but Carrie Russell's character, who I don't remember her name, starts with Z. But she's talking to Poe Dameron there on that rooftop, and she says that statement, they win by making us feel alone. And it's kind of the theme for the whole movie yeah. about, it's a theme for the Jedis as well, where she's basically saying, you know, um, we have we have numbers. We, they, we're not, they make us feel like we're individuals, but we're not. We're all on the same page together. And uh, and I think that's kind of a symbol for the Republican more, more in general, more largely. Um, and and it culminates in that beautiful scene with all the ships showing up, but we'll get to that eventually. Yeah, that character was another one. I'm actually looking for uh, Carrie Russell's character. I know I skipped it And they here. didn't show her face the entire time, which shocked me considering how much they must have paid her to be in that movie to not show her face at any point. So she her character was they showed her eyes. Zori Bliss. Yeah. Yeah, they showed her eyes. This is another perfect example of where I think they missed the mark. Um, they they could have done so much with this character. She, I, I was craving more from this person. I want to know more. Right I want to know more. That's right. There's so much I want to know more. Oh, tell me more about that. And I want to know the history of Poe and this 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 character. And then um, and and the other one. And I'm going to jump back here to the last two movies. They completely blew it with Captain Phasma. Yeah, like Captain Phasma is this. Her armor is made from um, Amidala's ship. Remember Amidala's ship in the first three prequels that Lucas did? Her armor is made from that silver ship. Mm -hmm. Okay, did you know that? I did not. Yeah, and that's what it's that all that silver metallic, and it's bulletproof, right? It, yes, and uh, yes, and I thought this is an awesome character. Absolutely, give me more. What, what's going to happen? And, and, and there's a there's a um, nothing. There is a video series called uh, on YouTube by a guy named Mahler. We talked about this on camera yeah. show. M a u l e r, and he does forty minute videos on the Force Awakens and the Last Jedi and all the problems. And this is one of the things he and another reviewer that I watched okay. really honed in on is yeah. that there should have been this beautiful arc where where um, Finn initially can't fight her and gets defeated. In the second one, he holds his own, right. but they then, but they separate. And, then, and in the third one, they fight, and there's a, a triumphant, he's come all this way and trained exactly. and learned and overcomes her, and, and the and good side wins. Yeah. There's none of that. No. It's just a slapstick, 
joke of a storyline where she gets knocked into the fire and dies and, and, and for no purpose yeah, at all. You're you're left wanting. And again, I blame Ryan, jo- Ryan Johnson for that. I agreed. You know, I'm uh, not it's to so mention short sighted and silly yes. and just pointless. And the and pointless. You want to talk about pointless? That whole subplot of them going to the planet in the Last Jedi to save some kind of to look for the the, the master hacker, which was ended up being useless anyway. And then they find by, another person who can do exactly that, that's the same what I'm saying. thing. Yeah, do the same moments thing later. But they, it's just so bizarre. But the whole animal saving thing. I'm like, please save your your propaganda and political. Um, messaging messaging for another movie seriously we don't need it we, i don't care this movie has a big enough message that you're not sending in order to send this woke culture message yeah i totally agree with that and something else that he introduced in the last jedi that i felt like jj abrams felt like he had to continue was the change of dialogue was these additive one-liners where oh. everything becomes a joke where all these extremely like there's, Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, there are one-liners that Han says, C-3PO says, etc. But it's in the context of their characters. That's right. These one-liners are the most serious moments in the movies, and they feel like they have to they have to provide some levity or something to the situation when it's not funny. No. There's nothing funny about it. That's like Poe. It's the end of the universe. That's like Poe Dameron going against Huxley in the beginning of the movie. And people thought it was great and it's funny and he's laughing because he's making mom jokes about Huxley and you know when when they're standing off, right? In yeah. the beginning of The Last Jedi. And and I'm thinking this is not how Lucas would have written this. No. It's it's not a comedy act. It's, that yes, you're... it's not. This is not an Abbott Costello thing. Like, what are you doing? This is this is a very serious moment where they're all facing their impending dooms, and you're talking about little mom jokes. That's right. And then the whole. I don't get me started on the Last Jedi in that beginning um, scene where I'm like, you guys just can't up the throttle a little bit to catch the, you know, because they could only shoot the the gun so far, and they're running out of fuel, and that whole diatribe of a problem. I thought this is ridiculous. Really, this is where you're taking this story, and 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 uh, yeah. Even that scene where, where where Kylo and Ray are connecting through the Force, and he's not wearing a shirt. I, I like that. And she randomly goes, "Can you put a shirt on?" He looks or doesn't respond, and then she just goes on like she never said anything. I was like. Why did you even say anything? Why was anything? that necessary? Why, yeah, I, why, why was he shirtless, and then why did you say anything if you're not going to have him say anything back? It was just weird. It I was actually kind of laughed at that scene. I don't know why I thought that was funny, because I just thought it was. But I did like I did like how they took the Force in a new direction to have that trans connection of the corporeal to the, phys- uh, to the physical world of the Force you know what I'm saying? The force ghosts? No, 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 no. I'm talking about where Ray is on the island with Luke and Kylo is up in space and they have that force connection. They're talking to each other. And then at one point, Ray severs it and Kylo looks at his hand and there's wet water from where she was. Oh, yeah. And then the exchanging of the lightsaber. Of the lightsaber. And, I like that. And uh, uh, what, what was it? He grabbed, he found out where he was because she shattered the, the uh, stand where the, right. the shrine the of Darth Vader. Vader's helmet was standing. Right. Uh, it, I really like that too. I'm actually totally fine with that. Yeah. Because their dyad connection right. was so much stronger. It was a true force connection yeah. between them. Um, but but speaking of the of the island where JJ had to fix I'm, I'm, this is a complete fix of what uh, Ryan Johnson messed up with was when Ray is burning the the ship and she's throwing wood on it and she's like okay I'm here I'm not 
you know, I'm going to do what Luke did and I'm just going to isolate myself and I'm not, I'm not going to go back. She's afraid of what she might become. Exactly. And she's a, you know, the reveal has been made, which is, we could talk about that in a minute, that she is Palpatine's granddaughter. Granddaughter. Uh, and which is why she, you know, the, the dark side is strong in her and she feels the allure of it. Right. The pull to the dark. And, and, and Luke references that in the last Jedi where he says, you went immediately to the dark. And, um, but I liked how JJ fixed when she throws the lightsaber into the fire and Luke catches it and he walks out and he's like, this is... So that's be- what we are talking about with the Force ghosts yeah. having the ability to touch to, the to world. To touch the, corpor- the I, physical. I actually, that to me, that's canon breaking. It changes everything about what we know. And I will get into that later with this alternate ending I, I, I have an okay. idea for that we could talk about. But I really do like that. I actually, I don't yeah. hate it as much as I initially did. Um, I... Let me say that I have always had this fascination with the line from A New Hope, where Obi-Wan sits there and and puts his lightsaber up and lets Darth Vader kill him. And right before he says it, he says, strike me down and I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Right. And I have always had a fascination with that line, that it meant more than I'm going to help the story be propelled forward more. You know, like, it's more than that. It's that he will actually gain a power that that other people won't have. So you're taking it literally. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I and I always wanted something to revisit and, that line, and I'll talk about that more as we go on. And but. that might that might be it. Um, but I think where where Abrams had to fix the patch was where Ray hands Luke the saber in the Last Jedi, and he tosses it behind him. And I'm thinking that would never. He wouldn't do that. He wouldn't throw he that wouldn't away. Throw that away. He realizes how valuable it is. Yeah. Just in and, general. And that's why when she throws it in the fire in the in the uh, Rise of Skywalker, and he grabs it and he says, "This is something that's what to be fixing respected." Ryan Johnson. That's right. That's what Abrams is it's doing. Patching he's, he's his problem. Fixing the problem. Uh, and so I was like, okay, thank you, because that would never have happened in that previous movie. There's a, there's a lot I still don't understand. Even though this is J.J. Abrams, he's trying to fix it. He introduced like a lot of new problems. Like so we talked about the the reveal, the big reveal, which is that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. So well, means- Palpatine is in Ex- Exegol. Uh, he's in this, you know, uh, this like uh, hermitish kind of self reclusion on, yeah. on the on the planet of the Sith, right? Well, then there's all this question about. First of all, he conjures a fleet. Okay, a massive fleet of ultimate star destroyers that, as far as I know, are completely unmanned and and they're actual metal created. But he just conjured them. I don't know. I don't know what that means. And I think we're going to see a book. I, I think we so. will have to see a book to explain that. It's amazing that you're going to have to provide a supplement for us to understand what the heck we well, just did. And that's where I have a problem with the movie. So, you know, if guys, if you're still some of my buddies still listening this is why what his Garrett has just said. These are the problems I have because they're treating the fans, the 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 the, the life fans of this uh, franchise as idiots, and we're not. I mean, we're going to see. You, you can't just conjure this up, and if so, then you have to provide a reason or an explanation of how. Yeah. You can't just you can't leave just me say, with a wide open I've question. Got Seven thousand ships now. It's a world breaking like concept, like. If we can create 10,000 ships on a whim, yeah. then the Jedis don't have that similar alternate power. Right. Like, they're still using 30-year-old craft from Return of the Jedi. That was another problem I had. Hunter, you watched me in the movie, and I remember you you were like, what, what, what? And I said, I'll tell you later. 
where they took this device that R2 had or that one of the droids had and they hooked a wire into him and then they hooked another wire into the to the panel and they're looking at a screen from 1977. I'm like, guys, it's you have light speed and you're physically connecting cables up where, you know, you, they're using Ethernet cables. To thank connect you. Things. I'm like, can let's get some continuity with technology here. You're 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 in light speed technology, but yet your screens look like Pong from Atari. I, I kind of the same problem with those those whatever we want to call them those horses that were on the the main Star Destroyer. Oh my gosh, don't get me started on the why horses. Why do this? Why do they not have sensors on these ships? Why do they not know that they're being invaded? When I, those horses started galloping on that Star Destroyer, I looked over at oh, Joey and he was just I was pulling distraught. my face. I looked at I, my wife and I said, you know what would be pretty funny is if that ship turned sideways. Yeah. Just turned sideways and everybody just fell right off. Yeah. Um, that would have been a good way to there, resolve the movie and it would have been a lot shorter. There was no atmosphere up there. At all. I mean, it must have just been perfect for them up there. You don't know Horses wind. can breathe without oxygen. Didn't I'm you know like, that? I'm like, what? Okay, again, let's a uh, suspension of disbelief. It's Star Wars. It's sci-fi. Let's give them that. But then I love the line that Finn says to the other character, which I would love to learn more about this uh, individual. Her name? Her name, exactly. I don't know it. I'm going to have to look it up. But 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 she said he says... She says, you're a great writer. He says, thanks. I had a great coach in the last hour that you taught me. I'm like, really? Did you have to put that in there? Absolutely. That you just learned to ride horseback. When? Yeah, let's go ahead. Maybe he runs on foot. Or maybe he has some sort of like robot that gets him there. Like, I don't know. Like, hey, Ray can do everything in the world. Maybe she taught him in it. But at least she has the force, and it kind of makes sense that she has an accelerated educational platform. Oh, I know. He has nothing. He has a lightsaber. Um, but another thing that I didn't understand is when Palpatine is in this giant amphitheater, all of a sudden there's these hooded figures that appear all around the amphitheater. No, no explanation right. as to right. who they are, what's going on. They seem to be actually alive and in the amphitheater, and they're all there to watch Palpatine offer Ray the uh, ascension it's like into some power. ceremony. Yeah. Some I was like, gosh, you guys getting into witchcraft here? Yeah. You know, kind of. Are we going to put it? You know, it like was a, very occult. A Pentateuch on the floor or something? Like, what's are there candles that are going to be burned? What's going on? I didn't understand who they were, where they came from. None of it. Uh, and so you got conjured ships, you got conjured people, and I don't, I don't get any of what any of it is and where it came from. All right, so there's a there is a trilogy of books. And it's the Legends books, um, and it's where we learn about Darth Bane. All right, now Darth Bane, and, and I would highly recommend, if you're a Star Wars fan like us, and you're listening, and you want to know where the Sith came from, you want to know the history of the dark side, this trilogy of books does ev it gives you everything and it, there's always a master and apprentice right there is but they're never it didn't start that way so when bane is the one that brought that to the sith master and apprentice because there used to be hundreds of sith at one time and the problem was they all want power they all they wanted power and they all That's, they all killed each that other to me is the difference between the jedis and because the jedis are uh, it's kind of like a Three Musketeers thing. One for all, all for one. With yes. all of us together, we are stronger. With the Sith, it's more the opposite. It's it's all-consuming power. There must be a master, and there must be someone who's trying to supplant him. Um, and and I I like the exact oppositeness of yeah. that of that you know kind of two-sided coin there. So the authors uh, drew Carpetian. All right, and and you you I would highly highly recommend any Star Wars fan. These books are so good that the three of them, the first one, uh, just start there. It's Star Wars, <clears throat> Darth Bane, The Path of Destruction. So here's a quote. All right, this is what Darth Bane says. 
He says, two there should be, no more, no less. One to embody the power. Now, here's the other part. The other to crave it. That's, it, that's all, the perfect it is. analogy. So when I saw this, now I've read these three, all right? And I know how the Sith came and and where he left them and the legacy. It talks about the holocrons, which we'll talk about that here in a second. And when I saw that huge, that huge state, it was like a stadium. I mean, those statues in there were huge. And you see these- There must have been- Thousands. 5,000 people in that room. All these hooded figures, I'm thinking- there's no way those are Sith because they would all be killing each other looking to yeah. to be the emperor right now. Yeah, there's no way they're they're cool That's giving right. the power to That's anybody. Right. They are not Sith. So who are they? Like druids or are they kind of like priests or so I'm and then then there's a theory that's out that okay, where where Ray says she's all the Jedi and he says he's all the Sith, are all those characters the Sith? reincarnate are they the spirits of them but then they die a physical death at the end yeah the rocks literally land on them and they actually die i'm like thanks a lot disney because you totally blew this as well i don't want to go in and just and just accept the fact that there are thousands of these people here and because they look cool and they chant no no i we we deserve more than that this is not a one-off movie yeah yeah um, there are a couple other issues I had. Um, you know how Finn uh, almost died twice in this movie, and both times he tries to tell Ray some secret, some I've got to tell you this. Yeah, guess what? We'll never know what that is. Yeah, oh because my goodness, he never tells her it again. Yeah. And we never learn what it was. Is that a MacGuffin? What is this? I, I think that's intentional on their side. It's like there's a movie with Scarlett Johansson and Bill Murray where they're stuck in Japan. Lost in translation. That's it. And he whispers something to her before she gets in the taxi at the very end of the movie. And the directors, even the directors don't know what he whispered. And it's filmed and they kept it. In the, and it's like, we'll never know. It truly is a MacGuffin. It's just a throwaway. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Uh, I I did not. I like can that. give that a pass though. Whatever. Yeah. We can move on past well, that. See, I uh, would, but him and Poe have an argument about it. Yeah, po they do. Poe says that's a what comedic are, relief. They draw. Well, they then that's to, to it. It's yeah. terrible. And what was the point with that stupid earthworm under the ground just to show that to show she her can, she has healing? She powers. has healing powers. That's so, the only purpose I can provide. Like, I was uh, waiting for that worm to come out and like save their lives or something or rescue Chewie. I don't know, and it never did. And it was just like, okay, this is a snake worm thing that we healed and now disappears. Moving on. And now we know that Ray can heal physical. Uh, injuries. Okay, it's like, all right, everybody we played a big role in the ending. Yeah, we don't think you're smart enough to know that she's got the force of Palpatine here. So let's create this little scene to kind of handhold and Mickey Mouse you through, knowing that she's got force powers. Again, my kids look at stuff like that and they're like that was the coolest scene. But again, I'm looking at it from a standpoint of I'm not an there's idiot. No logic there's no logic. Yeah, um, I enjoyed Bobby Fritt. I think Loved it's, Bobby Fritz. I, uh, I really liked him. He was uh, awesome. So C-3PO has to have his memory banks wiped, the reason being because he translates Sith language into right. English. That is a legit reason. Yeah. So the Sith language is forbidden by hundreds and hundreds of, of, of galaxies. Yeah so, yeah, so in order to get him to read this, they have to wipe his data banks, and he might get his processor fried and never come back. Uh, and so Babu Fritz is the tech genius they bring in who's yeah. a pint-sized little guy That's great um and there was a really funny comedic role where um 
where C-3PO has his memory banks wiped, and the first person he he tries to meet everybody in the room when he comes back, and the first and person meets- that introduces himself is Bobby, Bobby Frick. <laughs> and so later, a few minutes later, they say, you know, uh, uh, C-3PO is referring to Babu Fritt, and he says, yeah, he's my oldest friend. And <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was a great one-liner. It belonged but, in, the sh- in the series because it was part of C-3PO's that, character. And you've nailed it right there. You've It's part of who C-3PO is. Um, uh, there was one other character which we could probably find out on IMDb, but uh, he was in a ship, and they're like, we need to go here. And I think it was Lando that <clears throat> he opens up the sliding door and this little, like, Muppet. It was almost a Muppet character just turns around and goes, okay. You know, yeah, and I thought that's brilliant. You know, those those little one offs, I'm completely I'm great fine with that. With. That's yeah. the original right, right there. Frank Oz doing puppetry. Right. I'm down with throwbacks to Frank Oz all over the place. Right. Um, uh, I like. I was bringing up earlier how um, how they win by making us feel alone was kind of the theme. Yeah. I really like that Dunkirk kind of moment where in you know in Dunkirk all those boats they, they basically the British didn't have enough boats to get all their people back to England right. um, across the channel. And so they enlisted all the local fishermen and brought all their boats. There was a total Dunkirk moment there where all the ships of the universe, just from all the different galaxies, great. they just showed up. Yeah. And they're like, we're ready. And let's we're go. We're ready. We're yeah. done with the Empire, and we're going to show you how much we're done with the Empire. It was a, a beautiful scene that I really liked. Um, it, it showed a lot of unity, and it showed that people standing together against evil. I really liked that. There were moments in this movie that I really thought were beautiful. Absolutely. Um, Han Solo. Let's let's talk about him for a second. I think maybe we touched on it earlier, but you had to have that reconciliation between Solo and Kylo. So we know that Solo was not Force-sensitive, and we know that he yeah. did not come back as a Force ghost like we see other Jedis come back. Yeah. So this tells came me— back as a memory. As a memory that, that Ben has been just battling internally— and I uh, kind of like the, uh, the 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 bad angel, bad, good angel, the, bad angel, bad devil, good angel right, on right. his shoulders. Yeah, I mean Han's with him. Yeah, <clears throat> and you had a fa- <clears throat> excuse me, you had a uh, <clears throat> you had a father looking at a son and just saying, "I forgive you." There's, and in fact, there's nothing to forgive. Uh, you know, it's okay. Come home. It's almost like the prodigal son. And if Cameron were here, he'd say it's the gospel. It's one of those moments where the son has been, is the prodigal. He's gone down the, the uh, a bad way, a bad, a bad very way. bad way. He's done a lot of bad things. And you've got the dad there who just kind of caresses him and says, come home. And it's Kylo, not too late. It's There's not, it's never too late. Yeah. And he turns and throws the lightsaber, the physical lightsaber. Now what I didn't, I put, did not like that. You didn't? No. I didn't see any reason. It's it was a, symbolic. In my view, it's a tool. I don't understand why you throw the tool away just because you, like, look, look, look at this. Um, he was saying uh, goodbye Anakin to the dark Skywalker side. saved lives with the exact same lightsaber he used to kill the, the baby Jedi sure. in the temple. Sure. That, it's a tool. It can go either way. That lightsaber was his lightsaber. I, I don't see any reason for him to throw it away. And then he battled the Knights of Ren, and it turns out he really needed a lightsaber. And I literally <laughs> leaned over to Joey, and I said, Betty misses that lightsaber, doesn't he? <laughs> you did. I remember that. Um, I, I think they, they did that. It was all, uh, it was all symbolic. It was he, very much a, like when you get a divorce and you throw your wedding ring in the ocean. I mean, it's yeah, the same premise, hey, that's a but good it point. was weird. You could have just sold that and, and yeah, used it. Yeah, but he had to get rid of it. All right, I'm going to give... That's another one I'm going to give... We could overlook give, some problems. I'm, I, we, I can overlook that, but I it took me back. So yesterday, again, I said I watched The Force Awakens, and he's standing on that, that bridge with Solo, and he says, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And you see I him- answered that question in the theater and said you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
But he's holding it, and you see his grip tighten on the saber in that moment. And that's when, you know, he, he lunges into, into solo. But with this one, he says, I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it. And Solo looks at him and says, you do. And he turns and he chucks the saber. And it's like, okay, at that moment, Kylo's dead, right? Kylo yeah, even says it. I like that. He's dead. And Ben is, is, is reborn. So for me, you know, I, that was one of the goosebump moments. I thought, well done. You know, I, I like that. So I did too. Um, I could I could move towards the end. Are we ready to move towards the conclusion and kind of how can it we went? T- can we touch base first on the Knights of Ren? Let's do, absolutely, it kind of precipitates going into yeah, that. Yeah. So the Knights of Ren, again, I'm holding my head in my hands. Are they named after Kylo Ren? Because yeah. I don't know anything about Star Wars. I think Kylo Ren is the no. Kylo Ren is one of the Knights of Ren. Yeah. He's supposedly the head of the Knights of Ren, and I assume that he became the head of the Knight of Ren, Knight, Knights of Ren through some like process, through some training or something, some some we, uh, so obstacle what, course. What are they? Well, exactly. No explanation. I don't. I have not read any of any books at all which describe them, and that's one of those things where where. We see the Knights of Ren. I kind of thought of as uh, as as amateurs, like tr- Sith people who are trying out like ROTC. Yes, yes, ROTC for the Sith, trying to be special forces. And and Kylo won that battle, and so he gets to accelerate, and the rest of them just become bodyguards for him. <laughs> These little minions. We see the Knights of Ren in a flashback in the Force Awakens when Rey goes into Maz Kanata's basement, right? And she opens up the chest, and there's Luke's lightsaber. It's calling to her, right? So when she grabs it, remember she goes into that flashback scene, and then she's in the rain in this mud, and we see Kylo standing with his lit saber and the Knights of Ren. That was our first introduction. And I remember I saw that, and I paused it in the trailer, and I thought, who are these guys? Yeah. There was again. So it's six of them, I think, right? And then, uh, and then I, Kylo makes seven. That, that sounds right. I don't. I'd, I'd have to relook. Or maybe that, it's six total. But regardless, it, it's but I thought awesome. These guys formidable. Are they bounty hunters? Are they assassins? Who are they? And it turns out they're just a bunch of nobody yahoos that the Empire apparently knows everything about because as they're walking by, one stormtrooper again. This is where they're they're just force feeding us Mickey Mouse. The, they're walking by, and these stormtroopers say, "Oh, the Knights of Ren. Yeah, those guys." Y- y- it's like, oh, everybody knows about I get the them. Feeling they are, uh, they are well known. They are they, celebrated. They are, but but they waited three movies and again shoved it into us in seconds. I wanted to see some. I wanted to see their fighting abilities in the Force Awakens. Yeah, and and then a little more history on yes. them would have been great. Maybe we'll see it later. I do think that, that that I'm right in that. I think that they are kind of the ROTC Sith. I, I think that Kylo oh, right. rose to be the top of them, and so he got the He's chance. He's kind of like leading. He's yeah, the general and, of that and, of that group. And it was basically a tryout session for who's going to be the next Sith. I bet you Darth Maul. You know, in my mind, Darth Maul might have been the knight, the the chief knight of Ren, possibly. Um, but 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 can we talk about what what were their weapons? They were lame. They were oh, metal blades. Metal. Yes, it was like throwback to the 1300s. At least give them the Emperor Guard. Red blades yes. that ha- that that can that that can that can block lightsabers or or laser blasts. That's right. Yes, but no, they've but got no. They gave them truly like metal blades, swords. which Kylo cut one in half <laughs> yes. with a lightsaber. You remember that, Hunter? As I saw, I was like, "Oh no!" So these guys are meant to battle Jedi potentially, and they can their weapons can be cut in half by a lightsaber. Seems like an oversight. Yeah, and that's again that's. Where they messed up, but that was one of the issues I had. But yeah, let's let's. And then go the ahead issue, and- the bigger issue, is that 
as soon as they had that dyad force connection and and Kylo reaches behind himself and grabs the lightsaber from Rey when she gives it to him. He he wipes he them kills down. them in yeah. 6 seconds. Yeah. Well, why didn't he use the force when he walked in? It's like he started going fisticuffs with them. Yeah. I'm like just take the force just and choke them or throw them. Sh- thank you. It it's just it, there's no continuity. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you've got all these options in front of you and you're going to use And none you're going to go save the woman you love and you're like Okay, I'm getting beat up by six guys. Well, I forgot you're kind of one of the the most tough toughest Jedi's out there, Black Sith lords, and you can only have your lightsaber. So, <laughs> so moving to the ending. Um, so they uh, in the throne room. The, the the gist is that Palpatine is offering his position of power to Rey. When did being his granddaughter? When did Palpatine hook up? I mean, can we can we just acknowledge the I fact was thinking that, that he had a kid? I think that he had a child way back when Queen Amidala was, okay. was on, you know, when he was actually a senator. Yeah. Uh, and then his, but he was already a Sith at that point. So his child went ahead and had another child, his grandchild. And I can understand how he would be out of connection with Yeah, them. 30 years. That probably would work 40 years, maybe a little after. I couldn't I don't know. tell if it was the, 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 because we saw the son get killed. Yes. Right? He got stabbed in the stomach. I couldn't tell if that was his son or if it was his, uh, his son's wife that was actually Palpatine's daughter or if it was yeah. his son. Again, if I you're going to bring Palpatine back at this level of magnitude and whoa, you've got a, you've got a granddaughter. Could we not have a little bit more of that backstory? Again, there'll probably be books about it, but go ahead. I interrupted. No, no, no. It, it, it's a great question. Why do we not know more about what's going on? But basically, he tells her her destiny, that she's a Palpatine, that he wants her to supplant him and basically continue the work that he's been doing. Be the Empress. She's already basically a Jedi Master right. as far as Jedi Masters can be in this era. And so, because she it, learned that in a few years, and so he can teach her the force. Yeah, I, I completely <laughs> I know, agree. I too much of an accelerated timeline there, but he can impart on her the remainder of her knowledge and tutoring, and she can become the ultimate Sith Lord. And then uh, Kylo Ren will, uh, I guess, continue in his role as the as the diminutive because that's going to go well with it. Yeah, right. Wasn't there any part of you guys that wanted her to do it? I, I, I told did. you that I thought I that there would be a flip. Yeah. I was like, that that would be amazing if there was a full arc switch yeah. where Ben comes back to the good side and, and Ray, she accepts the, the Sith mantle. That's what I was that hoping for. That would have been really and cool. frankly, that would have been a far more, like, that would have been a really interesting final battle. Exactly. And then, you know what? They could have continued it. They could have said, all right, let's let's do more. But, but they took the ultimate cop out. They took the ultimate cop Ray out. Ray refuses. And then Palpatine shows us a brand new force power, Sith power of sucking life forces out yeah. of people. Yeah, I thought that was in he's a, Never de- he's seen a dementor. This he's a dementor now. Never seen yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Harry Potter style <laughs> sucks the life force out of her and they both collapse to the ground, yeah. right? Yeah, they're dead. Uh and oh and and by the way, when they when he sucks their life force out of him, he gets a new shirt. I thought I'm like I just I'm I didn't. Oh, I'm not an idiot. I didn't see now, that. How is this big, nice red, velvety tunic on? I'm like, well, it must bring cloth back too, instead of organic matter. And so, in in between, then the you know the uh, all this this beautiful moment where all these people from around the universe have have come to attack these yes. the the first order navy. And yeah. so, in the middle of that, we think that the 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 good guys are going to win. 
Palpatine shoots his lightning into the sky yes. and starts deca- basically just uh, eliminating like the massive Navy. of the fleets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just ships going down left and right. I was confused about that though, as to why the lightning only disabled them and didn't destroy them. If lightning strikes something, it blows well, it up. What was happening was is is the lightning? I think was like an EMP almost. Yes, and the the ships were going dead. Electromagnetic pulse. No, I I understand that, but and lightning was also hitting the ships. How are they not just blowing up? Uh, we could we could go that we granular. Saw rays we blow could, up a ship we, not an hour before that. <laughs> that's a good point. Good question. That's right. Um, and it was only oh, it was only there for 0.2 seconds. I he wanna, just flashed it. I and wanna, this is like a giant pulse beam. I want to come back to this. I want to put a bookmark right here, real quick, and I want to jump back in time to the desert scene because you commented on this during the movie. Yeah, I remember that. In the desert scene, gosh, this was this is where I thought. Okay, and I lean forward in my chair, and I'm like rubbing my hands like, oh yeah, here we go, here we go, finally, finally, finally. And Ray is seeing Kylo come in on his TIE fighter, right? And she turns around. It's the scene from the trailer. The scene from the trailer. And she does the magnificent flip and cuts the, bla- uh, cuts the wing off, right? And then Chewie gets captured, and he goes up into the air in the ship. I know I'm talking really loud and fast, but here's the excitement part. She throws the force up, and it's holding this ship. And Which I, was so awesome. It was so awesome. And I'm like, yes, this is... This She's is, strong enough already to yeah. hold a massive ship, much bigger than an X-Wing. At this, Just hold yes. it in orbit when it's going against her with full propulsion forward. Yeah. At, 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 so at this point, there is no coattails at all with the movies. Now we're in new ground. Now we are in new Star Wars territory, and I thought, okay, come on, keep it coming. And then the force... Um, Lightning comes out of her hand. Well, Kylo Ren first. Ky- yeah, he, they're battling. He balances her, so he tries to, right. I don't know, push the ship back out into orbit. And so they're struggling over the yeah. ship. And in the middle of the struggle, all of the lightning comes out of her hands from an emotional surge or something, and it blows the ship up. Now, for those that are listening, if you've seen this, Chewie, we think, is in this ship. And I remember I was like, yes, yes. We they're have- willing to take they're dramatic a- risks. That's it. They're willing to do this, and I thought, okay. It's consequence. And I, and I had the exact opposite reaction, which was to say, Chewie has been with us for eight movies. If that's the way he goes out, <laughs> I am getting up and I'm walking out of this theater right now. I, I have never been a Chewie fan, so I was okay with that. I was, and I, I, I know the guy deserves some respect with, with for the longevity of the films. But I thought, oh my god, Peter gosh. Mayhew just died. right? I know, like, I know, I know. I mean, he this is, is Chewy. This it is, is his legacy. It is. But, but when that ship exploded, but there wasn't enough time to even grieve. And like one more scene, the doors open. It's like, oh, he's there's Chewie. There he is. All right, let's just keep going then. Anyway, that was my quick. Let, let's fast forward now. Palpatine is throwing the lightning bolts into the air. All of the ships are being disabled and then being destroyed. And Ray and uh, and Kylo Ren are on the floor, uh, basically unconscious, dying. Well, Kylo Ren wakes up first, yes. right? Yes. And he goes after the Emperor. Yes. Emperor throws him in a ravine almost immediately, but he's distracted and stops his right. lightning attack on everybody else. And let's comment now. This is the second time that Kylo has died in the movie, right? The first time he gets stabbed with a lightsaber, and and Ray heals. And him. Ray heals but, him. But he isn't dead, so she force heals him. Force heals him, uh, which is a new power we were unfamiliar with. Agreed. Because yeah, she healed a sandworm. And then and then it's just a like, sandworm. It just gets to the point where you're just like, I know. What power does she not have? She's the all god. Do you know that Ray has never taken any damage in any of the three? Luke lost a hand. Vader lost a hand, got burned and charred, right? Uh, uh Mace Windu gets thrown out of a of a of a window. 
Ray never took any damage. Not I a mean, scratch, as far as you know. Finn got a lightsaber up his back for crying out loud. I mean, anyway, so to continue so, on. So he gets thrown down the ravine. Then I forget kind of exactly how it goes with with Ray okay. being left. So she just rolls over and wakes she up. She just wakes up, yeah. which she's after. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It's no, fine. what she starts saying is, "Be with me, be right? with me, yeah. be with me, be with me." Oh, and and she's and 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 she calls to the Jedi of old, and that's yes. the, that is a beautiful scene. I did get goosebumps in that. I got goosebumps that during that. So scene. you hear the voices, all the voice, not just the voices, all the voice, and I think they had all these actors come back. You heard Hayden Christensen. You heard Mace Windu, you Samuel Jackson, go ahead. Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, um, Ewan, McGregor, Ewan McGregor, and then the girl who plays Asuka on the cartoons on the Clone Wars, she's in it. And they and, and a few of them repeat, but you basically hear between ten and twelve different voices of old Jedi. Yeah, and they're all telling her, "We're with you. We're here. You're yeah. not alone. Yeah, uh, you'll never be alone." It's almost like a Harry Potter reference. It is. It's from when it his is. parents and all the other people. Yeah, but it's kind of beautiful. Yeah. Um, and then she just stands up. <laughs> and just walks up to Palpatine and pulls out the dual sabers, which were Luke Skywalker saber and Leia Skywalker saber, and she crisscrosses them. And crisscrosses them, and she's what? now she's now absorbing all of Palpatine's power into how? the saber. Okay, the only theory I have on this is how Mace Windu did it on sure, the ledge. Sure. Okay, because he was doing the same. But that thing. is a brand new. Just introduced himself, Sith. Uh, no amount of years under his belt of any kind, fighting against the ultimate Jedi so, Master, Mace Windu. So what you're saying is there is no way that she could have withstood that type of power. That is Palpatine. Uh, that's like that's like Mega Palpatine, right? Yeah, that's like and, God mode. And she is <laughs> she is she discovered the Force about a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, was it was it five years ago? I, yeah, I don't know exactly either, what it is. Either but, a year or like ten minutes ago. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, point being, just a minute ago, Mace Windu dedicated his whole life to the Force. Yeah, to to meditation, etc., and becomes one of the two most powerful Jedi of all time. So we could be overthinking this. We could, and not that we're overthinking the entire movie. For those of you who are still listening, like yeah, right. Um, we could be overthinking to the standpoint of if all of those Jedi are quote unquote there. It's possible all of those Jedi are feeding. Well, that gets to be my alternate ending, but we okay. didn't see any of that. All we saw is her by herself with two lightsabers pushing forward on his electricity. Yeah. She gives two, three pulse pushes, and the electricity goes back on him like it does, exactly like it does in Return of the Jedi. Which, by the way, in both of those instances, I thought, why doesn't he just stop using the electricity? Yeah, right? Why don't you stop killing yourself? And move and try something else. <laughs> like, just stop well, pushing wonder, out electricity. I wonder if he'll make it out of this one. Yeah. Who knows, guys? And, and Hunter throws his hands And up. eventually he dissolves like Voldemort and... <laughs> And and collapses and he is dead and she has won <laughs> movie over s- doesn't make a bit of sense to me not a bit uh, is that kind of how you saw the ending well you forgot Kylo's Kylo's reappearance oh yeah oh, yeah. were they ping pong she, which she is collapses. wonderful she collapses because she's given everything yeah she's dead she's she's not partially dead she's not mostly dead she's, as the Princess Bride that's right. would call it she's dead dead and we all know <laughs> and to blade is to bluff so what you were playing poker and you lost right he owes yeah. you some money and so here comes <laughs> and so here comes Kylo Ren because he thinks she's not anyway yeah. so, so Kylo Ren comes up and he, and he it, apparently he apparently survived this chasm fall yes he climbs out not his crazy no. I guess <laughs> and comes up and he realizes that because of the dyad the dyad connection 
that if she has any power, he, he also he has also that has power. It. And so he uses that and says, Force heals her. She is dead completely. Knowing it, he says, if I do this, I'm giving my life to her in exchange for her. Yeah. And there's a moment where they cross paths where he does, he brings her back, and they're both alive. And you're thinking, this is a beautiful moment. And then what happens? Oh, they kiss and they it's awkward. Yes. <laughs> and I'm sitting there saying, there was this beautiful connection that kind of like in Game of Thrones between Jamie Lannister and Brianna Tarth goes beyond love. <laughs> it is it is deeper than that. It is the connection of time of 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 I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's a connection of brothers in arms of of No, nope, this was not the going in that direction. Nope. It was a sexual connection yet again. <laughs> Hollywood comes and walks all over my dreams and and they kiss and then like Romeo and Juliet Immediately he they dies. Switch, then he dies. Then he dies, yeah. and she's left alive, and somehow she's just fine with that. Which they had also never shown, unless I missed Can, it. They never showed any inclination that there was any kind of tension there, did they? Any kind not, of romantic? Not tension. that I saw. Oh, no, there None absolutely that I was. Yes. You think so? Yeah. In Last Jedi, when she's in the hut and he's without his shirt, that that scene, I think. No, 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 not that one. There's another one where they touch. The fingers touch. But does it? But is that romantic? There's, there's chemistry. I, there's chemistry. It makes it, me think of the Luke and Leia thing from Return of the Jedi, where where, where she looks at on and goes, "No, no, no, it's not like that." You know, yeah. it's it, that's what it made me feel like is that they have a connection that is way deeper than romantic. It's a brother than sister kind of thing. It's like a we are we. It's the two sided coin thing again. We are connected in ways we can't even yet understand. And it's because of the Force. It's because the Force created both of us I, to to combat the Sith. Uh, to bring balance, maybe, but can I, I get into what I view as a better end? Yes, I'm. I'm eager to hear this. Okay, so I think it comes back to the Knights of Ren, and they're wasted. I like the idea that there was a moment in that movie where I said they're outgunned. Okay, that with the Knights of Ren being five or six dudes, whatever it is, that are basically Jedi class trained, and then you've got Mega Palpatine here. And you've got a brand new Jedi, and then Kylo Ren, who's kind of a brand new Jedi slash Sith himself. And you're just like, they're outgunned. There's no way that the two of them can handle the Knights of Ren and Palpatine. And I'm yeah. like, this this seems insurmountable. But then I like this theme that I keep repeating up that they, they win by making you feel alone. And I always hearken back to that Obi-Wan line of, if you strike me down, you'll make me more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And I said, and, and there was that moment where all the voices started talking to her. And I thought to myself, if J.J. Abrams does this, I will forgive both The Force Awakens and The Last oh, Jedi. Man. And I will, I will give all credence to J.J. Abrams. He has done it. He has made it something I can stomach completely and totally. And my thought was this. Hunter, are you ready? Showed, I'm ready for this. They showed Luke Skywalker being in, a, as you said, the corporeal world, being right. interact with actual things. He can use a lightsaber. He can pick up an X-wing, etc. What if instead of her just talking to these Jedi's, what if all of them had come back in the corporeal world and been able to fight not against just regular bad guys, but against the Sith in this ultimate good versus evil fight that is ongoing? And I, I, I thought it would have been amazing if I didn't want, like, the updated, modernized version of Samuel Jackson, etc. They had already spent a fortune on this movie in CGI. Go the extra length. Spend the extra, yeah, you know, million Harrison. dollars. Harrison came back. Exactly. And, well, 
In this, I would have liked to have seen the original versions of these people. Yeah. But, I mean, be it Qui-Gon Jinn, be it Mace Windu, be it Yoda, all of them. Bring them all back and have all the Jedi standing behind her in Force Ghost style with her holding her gold lightsaber in front of her. And all the Jedi face against the Knights of Ren and and uh, Palpatine. And it's... It is that that going back to that, what is the point of the Sith? It's this all-powerful chasing power thing versus unity, versus we are the force. We are more about we are more than this. We are not chasing power. We are in fact against all power. And and have this cadre of Jedi come together to fight the last remaining Sith together and say, this is the result of what you did. You did not realize how powerful you were gonna make us. You made us into yeah, Garrett, that would have been that would have beat Avengers. Agreed. It would have been It would have been an on your left moment on another level. On a completely other level if you And had when had, I heard the voices, I thought that was where he was going and I was like, "No way. No yeah. way. If I get this kind of a wrap around to where all my characters are brought back to where Mace Windu's throw out of the window matters now, where Anakin, you know, getting burned on the pyre and what you were talking about a wasted life with Darth Vader throwing Palpatine, now it matters again. You can keep going back with all these Jedi with Obi-Wan standing there and just giving up seemingly where Darth Vader slashes him and you're like, Luke needed you, man. Yeah. Why did you just give up and abandon them? All of it matters again. Qui-Gon getting beat by Darth Maul matters. Yeah. All of it matters again. And you think, this is this is the ultimate. They all saw it. All, they just didn't know how it would happen. It just hit me. What if all of the Jedi from Order 66, right? All of them. Come, came back. It would have been and brilliant. you have all the Sith in that, in that gallery. And what if this is a bunch of red sabers going up now and it's like, here we go versus Jedi all time versus all time. That would have been awesome. And you have the most epic battle in the history of Star Wars universe in this amphitheater room with the Knights of Ren actually mattering with all these people's deaths actually mattering. And then Ray, you get kind of a, she was the one who could bring it all together. She was like the perfect child. She was the one. Yes. Yeah. The the chosen, she was the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah. Who we all thought Anakin was? He wasn't. No, it was Ray. It was Ray. And she was able to bring back those force ghosts. Like maybe you saw a piece of See? Luke coming into the world because she was able to kind of yeah. slightly channel this. But at the end, she realizes they're all with me all the time. They're right here, right now. This is because w- I can make them here. This is exactly why. That is a perfect ending. Perfect. This is why they missed the boat is because they didn't sit at the very beginning and I think think this completely through. All the movies have to matter. Every moment we spent with this franchise has to matter somehow. And yeah. you know what? It can't be a standalone trilogy with three different directors that and three different motivations. So awesome. That so is much what... better than uh uh you know, three three lightsaber <laughs> pushes forward and Palpatine dies. Can you understand how underwhelming that is compared to my imaginary ending? You're you're so right because that if you remember Endgame, Endgame was it was a three hour movie. On your left. Endgame is a very long movie full of a lot of story. Like honestly, it's a I love that movie. But there's like two hours of just story. But what made that you movie You have to have it. You do. But what made that movie epic was a forty minute 
free-for-all go at it with all of these characters yeah. against all of Thanos. And they all came back. And they all had moments, right? They all, we all we saw moments between literally everyone. Everybody yeah. had that closure. That would have been amazing. And I wanted, that's exactly what you could have had. You could have closure with all of these yeah. people with another Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon fight. Oh, that would have been awesome. It would have been amazing. And you could have done it all with CGI because Disney has an infinite budget <laughs> with which to make this movie amazing. And if they yeah. don't make it amazing, yeah. then... They've wasted now, Garrett, billions. Garrett, you are you have you have absolutely hit it out of the park with that. And I think anyone who disagrees with that, uh, I I I would love to hear your version of this. But I think Garrett, it is absolutely well. Thank you. I I mean, my, my wife and I were talking as we were leaving, perfect. and I said, "This is." I never when I when I heard the voices, it all started coming to me like. This would be so beautiful. Yeah. And then you had those beautiful moments at the end where they show the Ewoks. They updated you on where they were in life. You had, you've seen Lando this whole time, but you see Lando at the end. You know, his story has come full circle. You see uh, your Chewie get the medal, which was cheesy as heck. But <laughs> at the same time, it was all full circle. I don't know if J.J. Abrams felt like the technology was limiting to do that or if there was some choice actively not to do it. I feel like it was symbolic of the entire trilogy, which is one massive wasted opportunity. And that's what it was. One massive wasted opportunity because we will not see another Star Wars movie for three more years and it will not be within this canon. It is. And and I'm, I'm going to we're going to wrap up here, but. The to kill off Kylo and now Ray is on Tatooine. She's back where it all started. She buries the two lightsabers, right? They go into the sand. The person, the scavenger says, Who are you? I'm Ray Skywalker. And then she ignites the yellow. All right. Now the yellow is indignant of a guardian, of a protector which we had never seen the yellow saber. Uh, yeah, I had never seen it. I love that color. It was I, beautiful. And I, I want more now of Ray, And I don't think... Her I want her to start the temple I, and take that line so Garrett, where it goes. I think we're. I think Ray is going to continue on. I don't think we're done with Poe. I don't think we're done with Finn. And I don't think we're done with Ray. All right? Be done with Finn, but <laughs> maybe we're not. I'm going to go ahead and go on the record now so that in three years we can come back. But I think we're going to see a new story arc and a new storyline with these three characters going forward. But we're now done with the old saga. So and in the meantime, you can enjoy The Mandalorian, which is the most I'm going home to watch the last one. The most beautiful revisit to the world that we grew up in. It is, a, it is an homage to the 80s kids as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hunter, anything to add before we sign off? Guys, my name is Joey Police. We've had Garrett, we've had Hunter, um, we have talked about Star Wars, the rise of Skywalker, the saga has come to an end, and uh, we feel like we have explained and given our due diligence in why we loved and hated the movie. Uh, thanks for listening. You can download this podcast wherever you guys get your podcasts. Go to the topicofchoice.com. Thank you all.